And welcome to your Friday. It's time for another edition of the Speaking For Him podcast. I'm Adam McNutt alongside the host of the program here, Mr. Andrew Gomez. And Andrew, I got to ask you, you smell that cooking? You smell that? That is Thanksgiving dinner about to happen. We are just on the heels of it. Absolutely. Another holiday season is upon us. And so we are taking some time the week beforehand. Um, Maybe you're in the midst of your preparation right now, and we just want to come alongside you and help you to appreciate the true meaning of Thanksgiving. And yes, we do eat turkey on that day, but as I was telling Adam before we went to air, we're going to try to avoid calling it Turkey Day. Other people (laughs) may be politically correct, but Adam and I are committed on the Speaking for Him podcast to being biblically correct. So we welcome you to this podcast And let's get started with a little bit of historical information about one of the heroes of the first Thanksgiving and that era, Squanto. Now, you know, he actually had a different uh, different name that he also went by to Squantum was his name for a while. To Squantum, also known as Squanto, was the Native American who assisted the pilgrims after their first winter in the New World and was integral to their survival. He was also a member of the... Patuxent Tribe, which is a uh, tributary of the Wampanoag Confederacy. During his lifetime, he crossed the Atlantic Ocean four times. So he had been everywhere, man, as that Johnny Cash song had said. (laughs) So uh, Squanto's exact date of birth is unknown, but many historians list it as either January 1st of 1585 or January 1st of 1592. On his way back to the Patuxent in 1614, Squanto was actually kidnapped by Englishman Thomas Hunt, and Hunt was one of John Smith's lieutenants. Hunt was planning to sell fish, corn, and captured natives in Malaya, Spain, and there Hunt attempted to sell Squanto and a number of other Native uh, Native Americans into slavery in Spain. Once he had returned to North America, some local friars discovered what Hunt was attempting and took the remaining Native Americans, Squanto included, in order to instruct them in their Christian faith. And Squanto convinced the friars to let him to return home. Now, Squanto, of course, is giving that credit of working with many of the first people over here that came to the states and to the uh, colonial areas on the eastern uh, eastern seaboard. In 1619, Squanto returned to his homeland aboard John Smith's ship, having joined an exploratory expedition on the New England coast, led by Captain Thomas Dermer. So this kind of opens up the door how they first got over there. He soon discovered that the Patuxent, as well as a majority of coastal New England tribes, mostly Wampanoag, uh, Wampanoag and the Massachusetts, had been killed off the year before by an epidemic plague, possibly smallpox. And uh, what happened once he was finally there on the New England coast? Squanto finally settled with pilgrims at the site of his for, uh, former village, which the English named Plymouth, of course, talking about Plymouth Rock, where the pilgrims had originally hit and settled. It is commonly held belief, it is a commonly held belief that he helped them recover from an extremely hard first winter by teaching them the native method of maize cultivation. And this story claimed a method that utilized local fish, also known as Manhattan, to fertilize crops. And he is commonly thought to have taught the colonists how to catch the Manhattan necessary to fertilize maize in the native fashion, along with the methods by which they could catch eels and other local wildlife for food and for selling. Towards the end of Squanto's life, on his back, on his way back from meeting, uh, from his, on his way back from a meeting to repair damaged relations between the Wampanoag and Pilgrims, Squanto became sick with a fever 
and he began bleeding from the nose, actually. And some historians have speculated that he was poisoned by the Wampanoag, and because they believed he had been disloyal to the Sachem tribe. Swanto died a few years later in 1622 at Chatham, Massachusetts, and he was buried in an unmarked grave, possibly in Plymouth Cemetery Burial Hill, and peace between the two groups lasted for another 50 years. So I don't know about you, Andrew, but actually that is one of my first times really hearing that story about Squanto and what he did and how he really became a part of kicking off that first Thanksgiving that happened there in the New England states. Yes, and I just wanted to mention, too, one thing that that information that you gave doesn't emphasize is that Squanto did embrace the Christian faith of the colonialists. He um, was greatly influenced by them. And if you recall back, I think we might have mentioned this last year, that the Mayflower Compact actually mentions that one of the reasons that the pilgrims wanted to establish their colony was to establish uh, the Christian faith and to teach um, the American Indians about Jesus Christ. And there's a lot of people who say that we shouldn't celebrate Thanksgiving because it's just about greedy colonists coming in and taking land that wasn't theirs. And people are still uh, upset about that hundreds of years later. I don't know why I should be necessarily all that upset about what my great, 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 great grandfather did anyway. But the main point is there were evil people then. Uh, there were evil and there were good people then. And there are evil people now and there are good people now. So I don't want to discount some of the bad things that happened. I mean, obviously, it sounds like we brought over some diseases like smallpox that the American Indians hadn't faced before, and that's sad. But we can't let it be let um, those things overshadow the significance of this great holiday, wherein we can take time uh, if that to thank God for all the good things that we have. And I'm just so grateful to have this podcast to share that with you. Now, I got so excited about Thanksgiving, Adam, yes. that I forgot about our quote of the day segment. Oh, but I suppose right. that this is a holiday episode, so we can do things a little bit differently, a little bit out of order. But let's get to the quotes, because we have two of the day before we go any further. Let's start with the first one, Adam. All right, this is from Irma Bumbeck, and it says here, Thanksgiving dinners take 18 hours to prepare. They are consumed in 12 minutes. Half times take 12 times, and this is not a coincidence. Half times take 12 minutes. This is not a coincidence. Referring to the fact that uh, that football half times on Thanksgiving take 12 minutes. So if you eat during halftime, you're going to eat this meal that your mom and your grandma probably slaved over for 12 or 24 hours and you're going to scarf it down so you can get back for the get back for the second half. Now, I don't advise that, but I just thought that <laughs> that, that quote was pretty funny and and just kind of lent a little bit of humor uh, to this occasion. I don't know, do you ever watch football on Thanksgiving, Adam? You know, it's probably the one day that I I really do. Usually, we always watch the Lions game and at least if you know, they don't do their best. We at least have some delicious food to take out our comfort in. <laughs> so well, we actually, we, we do one better than what Irma was talking about because we uh, have our Thanksgiving dinner 
at about 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, yeah. So it's usually A, after the Lions are done, or B, at least until the game is enough out of reach that it's not worth watching anyway. <laughs> you hate to talk that way, but that's that's what being a Lions fan will it do to you. They have not won an NFL championship since 1957, the year before my father's birth, and they have not been to the Super Bowl ever. So we as Lions fans are still waiting for big things to happen. The Lions this year will be seeking to get their revenge on the Green Bay Packers Thanksgiving Day at Ford Field. And as much as I would like to go there, even if I had tickets, my mom would probably be upset with me. So I will be enjoying the game from the comfort of my living room. (laughs) That's right, with the best food ever. But lest we digress too much, let's get back to our second and much more serious quote of the day. And uh, this is from Abraham Lincoln at the Thanksgiving time during the Civil War of 1863. He says, we've been the recipients of the choicest boundaries, bounties of heaven. We've been preserved these many years in peace and prosperity. We have grown in numbers, wealth, and power as no other nation has ever grown. Adam, do you have any thoughts about that? I I do. You know, it's kind of interesting to read that and then kind of know over the past few months what has happened with stuff and government, uh, governmental shutdowns and all, all that fun stuff. But it, it's true how we are very blessed here in America and how we have preserved these many years in peace and prosperity. You know, we have many numbers. We have wealth and power that has came from God that he has blessed us with. And if you think about it, really no other nation has ever almost been blessed as much as we have. So I think on Thanksgiving, once it comes here, and this is something, of course, we should be thankful for every day, is just thanking God for the uh, certain freedoms that we have here in America and how he has blessed us so abundantly here in America. Uh, Yes, absolutely. And um, I just think that we need to get back to our roots. We need to realize that our blessings come from God. We need to acknowledge that. And, you know, the Bible says, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. And we really need to get back to that as a nation where our God is the Lord, where our standard is the Bible. And we need to pray for those in authority over us in the government that they would seek help from him, that their response would be, uh, from whence does my help come from? My help comes even from the Lord who has made heaven and earth. And that's Psalm 127 or one. 21 verse 1 and um, my hope is that we can continue to pray for our leaders and now adam and i are going to take turns uh reading a couple more verses of thankfulness and uh we just hope that as we read this list uh that you will um, be benefited that you will remember to thank god for your blessings and that this will help to get you into the thanksgiving mood mood and mode and hopefully it will help to keep us there the other 364 days a year as well. That's right. So, Adam, why don't you get us started? All right. Out of Psalms 26, verses 6 through 8, it says, I will wash my hands in intimacy, so will I, so will I compass thine altar, O Lord, that I may publish with the voice of thanksgiving and tell of all thy wondrous works. Lord, I have loved the habitation of thy house and the place where thine honor dwelleth. Offer unto God thanksgiving, and pay thy vows unto the Most High, and call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. Psalms 50, 
verses 14 and 15. Sing unto the Lord with thanksgiving. Sing praise upon the harp unto our God, who covereth the heavens with clouds and prepareth rain for the earth, who maketh grass to grow upon the mountains. Psalms 147, verses 7 through 8. For all things are for your sakes, that the abundant mercy might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. 2 Corinthians 4.15 Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto God. Philippians 4, verse 6. And again, we do hope that you have a wonderful Thanksgiving with your uh, family and friends. And now, along those lines, uh, another thing to help you with that, we'd like to spotlight our resource of the day. All right, folks. Well, for the resource of the day today, we have a very special resource, one that I thoroughly enjoy, and that is Squanto by Focus on the Family Radio Theater. This is a full cast audio recording. It's like a it's like a movie for your ears. That is their <laughs> that's their motto at Focus on the Family Radio Theater. It's high quality. It's God glorifying, and it tells the story of Squanto. Now, many things about Squanto are um, intelligently supposed because there's certain aspects where the historical documentation isn't necessarily 100% accurate. But this seeks to present as accurate as possible a story of Squanto and how he helped the pilgrims in their endeavor to, um, to be successful in the new world. So I want to recommend... And again, this will be on the blog with the show notes under, and you'll be able to find it under our Thanksgiving 2013 episode. And uh, so I would recommend Squanto, Focus on the Family Radio Theater, from Focus on the Family. And I hope that you will enjoy that. Maybe that can be the soundtrack to your Thanksgiving celebrations, maybe a new tradition. Adam, have you ever heard the Focus on the Family Radio Theater? Uh, you know what? I actually have not before, but uh, I think I want to change that this Thanksgiving. All right. Sounds good. Anyway, we hope that you've enjoyed this special Thanksgiving broadcast of uh, the Speaking for Him podcast. We have some very special Christmas episodes coming up over the next four weeks. We hope that you will stay tuned, and uh, we will hope to continue to give you uh, the same God-glorifying content well into 2014 and beyond. For Adam McNutt, executive producer, I am Andrew Gamason saying, keep serving the best of masters and have a great Thanksgiving. Don't eat too much. <laughs>